Hey guys, welcome back to the Further Up, Further In podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. I have my friend Julia here with me. You want to say hey? Hello. Yeah, do you want to <laughs> just introduce yourself a little bit? Um, yeah, so I'm Julia. Uh, I just graduated from college and just am in the working world now. Yeah. Working woman. She's <laughs> a full-time adult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have just known Kayla for a few years now and yeah, just honored to be here. And yeah to talk about these things because yeah they're important and I've just been really encouraged by the podcast and by like the topics that you guys have discussed and in the way that um, the Lord's being glorified through it so Mm, yeah well we're super excited that you're here um, and just excited to see what the Father keeps doing through all of this so yeah that being said um yeah Joy and I are going to be talking today just about the singleness um and the season of singleness for some people that season's really short for mm-hmm. some people it's a really long time for some people that's their life and yeah. that's okay yeah um and so today as we're going through this we want to talk about um what it means for for girls for I guess for guys too but we're both girls so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but what it means for girls to enjoy embrace and use singleness for the glory of God to mm-hmm. see it for the good that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Julia, you want to talk a little bit about just introducing this topic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Kayla was asking me like, what do I want people to know? Like from this podcast, I think, yeah, the biggest thing that, that I thought about was like, gosh, yeah, singleness is, is good. And it is, um, yeah, not just something to be endured. Like it's not just this season of, oh, I need to get through this so that yeah. I can get to this next season of, of marriage and, and, and then things will be good and then I can enjoy God and then I can be used by God. Um, but I just want people to know that that's like so not true. And, and mainly I want people to know that because that's something that I believe for a really long time. And yeah. Um, yeah, and just in that, like, marriage is not like the end goal of, of life. Like yeah. it's not like you reach marriage and you're like, wow, I've, I've reached this place and, and like no more sin, you know, yeah, or like yeah, no yeah. more struggles. Like that, that's not true. And I, and I can't say that like from experience, but yeah. just from talking to married, married people and, yeah. or even and somehow that like, like fighting sin somehow becomes easier once right. you're married. That's not, that's not true at right, all. Right. I feel like in, in a lot of sense it's, it's displays more sin and, yeah. and shows more sin in a lot of there's a lot more sanctification that, that happens there just cause you're two sinners, like figuring out life. Um, yeah. But yeah, just that like marriage is not the end goal and, and, and that, yeah, the affections of Christ are enough. Like mm-hmm. you don't need affections of man. You don't need like, um, yeah, you don't, you just don't need that. Like Christ is enough. Um, and yeah, just want like girls, specifically girls um, and, and guys too, but just from being there and, and feeling those things, like I want girls to know that that's, that's true. And yeah. Um, it's a, it's a season to be used for, for God and for his glory, um, in a different way than, than marriage. And, yeah. and not that like you can't be used in marriage cause you can, but like, it's just a different way. Um, yeah. There's almost like this stigma right now yeah. around people our age that comes with being single mm-hmm. and, and just like, there's some like giant countdown going mm-hmm. on and, mm-hmm. and that's just not, that's not how it is at right. all. And so, um, you know, we're going to talk about today, um, something that the Lord has really, really, been faithful to 
open your eyes up to mm-hmm. um, and, and open my eyes up to through your friendship is just there's so many ways for the enemy to sneak up on us in mm-hmm. singleness. There's mm-hmm. so many lies that we can believe at every single stage of the way. Right. Um, and so we want to um, shine a light on those things, show them for what they are. But, you know, even even in regards to singleness to marriage to any part of life I I want to wake up every day fighting to protect this idea that the affections of Christ are enough Mm -hmm. for me that I'm fully known and even in being fully known I'm still fully loved Mm -hmm. by Christ which Mm -hmm. is insane Um, you know it says in like Psalm 18 19 it says he rescued me because he delighted in me and so just fighting every single day whatever (laughs) lies are coming whether they're related to singleness Mm -hmm. or the other thousand things they could be related Mm -hmm. to that I am delighted in by Christ Mm -hmm. and his affections are so good and Mm -hmm. they're, they're enough that I don't have to be chasing affection from all of these other sources. Um, and, and so that's, if if you don't take anything else away from today, um, which I hope that you do, because there's going to be a lot of good things to take Mm -hmm. away, but take away this idea that the affections of Christ for you are enough for today. They're enough for tomorrow. They're they better be enough for eternity yeah. because that's that's what we've got. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, another kind of lie that we want to smash right off the bat is that college is not your only window or even the main window to find someone. Right. I, I literally told someone in high school, I was looking at specific schools. I had a Christian school on my list. It was way more expensive. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why do you want to go there? And I was like, because all the Christian guys will be there. Like, <laughs> like I will find a better husband yep. if I go to this school. Yep. Um, or even telling someone, um, I remember freshman year, like halfway through freshman year, I, I told someone, I was like, well, I got to make sure I can get in as many classes with different groups of people as I can. And they were mm-hmm. like, why? And I was like, so I can meet the most number of guys that I can. I've only got <laughs> seven more semesters to get this thing done. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it, and it's funny and we laugh, but I was legit. Yeah. And yeah, it's I've crazy been that mm-hmm. I've heard so many other people yeah, say that. Yeah. And so we just, we just want to negate these lies right off the bat mm-hmm. that, um, Man, college is not the only time to find someone, mm-hmm. but how, how much do we miss out on what Christ has for us when our focus is right. on finding someone? Right. Um, because let's be real, like, we don't, we don't do that. Yeah. Like, that's not how it right. works. And that's just, like, being so, like, me-focused and inwardly focused mm-hmm. of, like, okay, well, I got to find this thing. And having, like, a skewed view of God, too, of, like, okay, well, if I don't go to this social event or if I don't go to this church or that church or, you know, whatever, like, I'm not going to meet the one, you yeah. know? And, like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get married like that's just not going to happen like yeah. if I don't do this or that and and our minds can just go there and it's like okay first of all that's not how God operates mm-hmm. like he's not just gonna like have like this person for you and you just like happen to not meet because you didn't go to this thing like no that's yeah. not how God operates in and yeah just like thinking that way and thinking of like if I don't go to this social event or that social event because I won't find my husband like gosh that is so selfish you uh, know? that just sounds exhausting yeah. and paralyzing to me yeah. it's almost like we think of it as like there's 20 different timelines that we can walk down and only 10 of them end up with us being married so then let me right. figure out which ones yeah. and then you know just getting into this crazy thing and it really reminds me of of that verse in proverbs where it's like um you know 
a man can plan his way, but it leads to death. Mm. And so it's like like following Christ, the the way, the truth, and the life. That is the only way that right. leads to life. And, and, and so it's not marriage. It's not finding a mate that leads to life. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as I can plan this out all I want to, that is not where my life is going to be found. Right, right. And it's like, too, it's, you know, you're missing out on so much, like, potential, like, paths that the Lord has, like, mm-hmm. an obedience that the Lord has for you in that. And, like, also just missing out on so many sweet relationships with, with other people if that's, like, your focus, you know, yeah. in the ways that you can love and serve and encourage and and build others up like in those situations well and I also don't even want to believe that like the path that I'm on right now isn't filled with as much abundant life Mm -hmm. as it would be if I were married or if I were in a dating relationship or something like that because one that's a smack in the face to the father Mm -hmm. um who am I to believe that that he can't provide abundant life here right um but also, if he has me here, mm-hmm. and he's told me that I have abundant life here, mm-hmm. why would I assume that, you know, or just hold out until one day I think it's going to be greater? Why wouldn't I take that for what it is yeah. and believe that there is life, an abundant life found here yeah. in this season, in this moment? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even even going off that, we, we want to say that, you know, marriage isn't guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's not promised. But we see in Scripture over and over again, for those that are in Christ, for the children of God, joy and hope are promised. Mm-hmm. So obviously marriage can't be the source of joy and hope. Mm-hmm. If, if we can have joy and hope without being married, we can have joy and hope in being married. Mm-hmm. Obviously marriage isn't the thing that um, produces that. There's a, there's a book called Not Yet Married. It's by Marshall Seagal. Um, and in it, he says, we're in the pursuit of joy, not marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're after. And mm-hmm. we're in the pursuit of Jesus, mm-hmm. not marriage. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, we also want to believe going into this that marriage isn't where we're made complete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're sanctified as we go throughout our life. But the Lord has the ability to sanctify us just as much in singleness right. as he does in marriage. Yeah. Maybe those things look a little bit different just because of the dynamic um, but, but it's not when we reach the end of our lives, let's say we were single the whole time. It's like, oh, I could look so much more like Jesus right now if I just had a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so foolish yeah, and so not true. Yeah. Um, and two, it's like eternity is, is going to be eternal worship. So like yeah. if we're like, um, living for this hope that is to be like united with Jesus one day, like in eternal worship it's like that should be what our eyes are fixed on here and mm-hmm. that should be because it's like okay if we're if we're if we're putting our hope in marriage here on earth it's like okay well that's not eternal and that's not going to be happening in eternity with Jesus right. like so like and not that this would ever happen but like eternity would be disappointing in that way like yeah, if that yeah. was what your hope was in yeah you know? and it's just like we said earlier like like the, the main thing we want people to be able to take away from this and hear from this is that the affections of Christ are enough. Mm-hmm. The affections of Christ in eternity is all that is going to be necessary to satisfy us. Mm-hmm. That is all everything is going to revolve around. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I want to start making everything revolve right. around that now? Now, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, Joy, you were talking earlier about just um, how sacred the season of singleness is. Mm-hmm. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I think it's just, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but just, it's really easy to be discontent and, and, and just think that like, there's more, um, in like a relationship, like there's, there's, there's more sanctification. There's more, you know, 
ways that we can know God. But like, I've just seen from my personal experience and I can't speak to everyone that's single, but like, I think this is true. Um, just like how you have so much time, um, to spend like with God, um, with like the the people of God, with people who don't know Jesus, like, Mm -hmm. um, and spend it and be tired and like be tired for the gospel and be spent for the gospel in a way that you can't when you're married because you have like an obligation and, and that's a good obligation. Like that's not yeah. as yeah. worthy to be spent, yeah. you know, your time in, but it's like, gosh, like I just have so much more free time and, and that is just so sacred. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I love and enjoy that time. Like, yeah. um, and have seen so much growth in, and fruit come from that. And so, um, and that's what it's about. Like, it's not about, like, um, these feelings that you, like, want to have from another person or um, whatever it is. Like, yeah, like, it's singleness is just something to, to enjoy and to be used for the kingdom of God and not something to just endure and to um, get through, yeah. like, yeah. To, to get something better. Because, like, no, like, we already have the better thing. Yeah, it's um, not, like, a, a timeout punishment right. station until we're ready right. to be married. Right, Um yeah, that's good. Um, another thing that we were talking about earlier is just this idea that, like, we can't con God out of singleness. Mm-hmm. I, I can't fake it till I make it and mm-hmm. act like I'm enjoying singleness and mm-hmm. content in it for the sake of hoping that God will see my contentment and then give me yeah. a spouse. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's not how it works. Um, that's not how God operates. That's And that's honestly not the heart that I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to you know, work out of this place that tries to manipulate my father. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we can't con God out of singleness. Um, and then I think the biggest thing is just, you know, we've talked about heading towards the affections of Christ, having our gaze set on that, that being what eternity is going to be like. And so regardless of our relationships here, whether we're single, whether we're married, dating, whatever it is, if we're in Christ, we are already living in anticipation of our wedding day, mm-hmm. the best wedding yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and that's just insane. Right. That is so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. I am already betrothed mm-hmm. to the King of Kings and yeah. Lord of Lords. Yeah. Um, and, and I have that to look forward to, to mm-hmm. expectantly wait right. on my beloved to come and get me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just, man, I want to keep that in mind so much yeah. more than I do. And just knowing too, like we've already been pursued. We've mm-hmm. already been made clean and righteous. Like if we are in Christ and so like, we don't need any more pursuing. We don't mm-hmm. need any more, like, like we've already been that. Mm-hmm. And, and God is like, yes, he's going to bring his bride into like, into fullness of relationship with him, like when we're in eternity with him, but like also he's going to make us beautiful. Like he wants to sanctify us in that. Like, it's not just like, like we are clothed in white, you know, like it's not. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah. And just even, even going off of that in a dating relationship, in marriage, being pursued in that, or, um, you know, like there, there are certain things that come from that. That's really, really sweet. And that are just beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I have got to remember that those things are but a shadow of how I am pursued in Christ, how I'm loved by Christ, the Mm -hmm. affection that I get from Christ, that I will get from Christ. However good dating and marriage makes you feel, 
it is but a shadow yeah. of what Christ offers. Right. And, and I just want to preach that over myself again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. I'm thankful now that I have this recorded somewhere so that I can listen to <laughs> yeah. it over and over and over Yeah, because it's easy even like us saying these things just to so quickly forget. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, we, we're going to move into, in just a second, Julia talking about some of her story and, and how the Lord's grown her and redeemed her. But there's one more kind of like main point that we want to hit before we get into that. And we want to make sure as we're listening and, and as Julia's talking, we're taking all of these things mm-hmm. into um, your story and into what the Lord has taught you. Yeah. Um, so the last thing is just that God is a good father that gives good gifts to his children. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage is a good gift. Mm-hmm. Singleness is a good gift. Yep. It's not the lesser gift. It's not um, kind of the short stick, you know. No, like they are both good gifts mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 Um, and just like some scripture that I like think of a lot and, and just want to point to scripture too, yeah. like God's word, like that is what brings ultimate comfort and ultimate yeah. like um, peace in, in all of these things. Um, and, and remembering too, like we were saying, like yeah. so easy to forget all of these things and, and not believe them, but like you can, you can find truth in God's word. Yeah, and so, for sure. Um, first Corinthians seven, um, verses 32 through 35 say, um, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this to you for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. And so it's like, we were talking about before, like verse 32, it says, I want you to be free from anxieties. And so that just implies that like, okay, there's anxiety in singleness and in marriage. Yeah. Like, it shows both the the single folks in that passage. It's like, this is what they're anxious about. Right. And then you think it's going to be like, but the married man is not anxious. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, here's the married folks. This is what they're anxious about. Both of them are still anxious mm-hmm. just about different things. And we, you know, you kind of get a gist from that first verse of like, the goal is to be free from anxieties. What does it mean when we're free from anxieties? We are in a place of rest. Mm-hmm. We are secure. Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole goal of it all is is to be at rest with the Father right. and to be secure. And obviously marriage is not the means for that to happen. Right, right. And, and two, just like the part where it says, and the unmarried or betrothed woman is ang- is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. It's like, okay, those are the things that are worth like, and all these are worth being anxious about, but like in singleness, like the thing that we should be anxious about, we shouldn't be anxious about like, Oh my goodness. Like I just need to be married or I just need a relationship or whatever. Like we need to be anxious about like how to be holy in body and spirit, Mm -hmm. like pursuing holiness. And then like at the end of it, it says, um, I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, like no restraint be laid upon you by like me saying this but like I want to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord Mm. like in all of these things like that's what is important is your undivided devotion to the Lord um and unity too like to promote good order like we want unity in the body like we don't want this like discontentment of like oh well they're married and I'm single so like frick I'm discontent you know or like the other way around you know like because we're so quick to do that and undivided devotion to the Lord is something that is possible 
um, in both in singleness both. Mm-hmm. and marriage. Yeah. It's not something that gets tremendously easier once you're married. No, like right. it is a battle. It is something to be fought for, but it is possible right. in both seasons. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, Julia, do you want to just talk a little bit, a kind of, I don't know, starting freshman year of college for you and just like what life in regards to dating and singleness and stuff has looked like? Yeah. Yeah. I think too, um, just talking about all these things can be really easy to be like, Oh, well that's easy to say. Like, sure. But you like don't get it or, you know, but it's yeah. like, no, like I have struggled with this for a long time yeah. and, and it's been something that the Lord has been so faithful in. Um, yeah. in my relationships in the past and just in college, yeah. um, even just like, like, walking through life with you being a friend with you it's been so cool just to see to learn alongside you so much more about the character of our father Mm -hmm. through kind of your transition in regards Mm -hmm. to these issues yeah yeah um yeah so freshman year of college it's so funny to think about because I mean that was what like four years ago but I mean it four years ago yeah I guess wow I don't know I'm old (laughs) Ah. um but yeah, the Lord has just grown me leaps and bounds and in and, and this specifically. Um, yeah, I came into college in a relationship and just like I, I wasn't walking with the Lord until freshman year. And so that relationship wasn't like specifically glorifying to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, anyway, I put a lot of my hope in that and in, in that relationship and, and idolized that a lot. Yeah. Um, and not just like that relationship, but just relationships in general. Um and just really like wanted approval from men, like from from man and from people, yeah. um, and like just was a slave to that. And and God just really showed me that there was a better God than what I was putting my hope in. Like mm. like these things I was putting my hope in were so empty and were going to fail me. Like yeah. absolutely one hundred percent, no shadow of a doubt were going to fail me. And yeah. that and that's not just because like this relationship wasn't a godly relationship. It's like no any relationship is going to fail you. Like your relationship with your family, like your relationship with your friends, like your relationship with your boyfriend, even if he is a believer, like those people are going to fail you. And so like putting your hope in those things, like is, is not good. Like it's not going to produce hope. It's not going to produce joy. Like only God can, can do that. And, um, yeah, like just, just want, people to see that too of like that's not where your worth comes from like your worth doesn't come from like the affirmation that you receive from man like yeah, yeah. it comes from God and and that was that was a high cost like like Jesus dying on the cross like that was he paid a really high price and mm-hmm. like you were worth that to him yeah. um and so yeah I think of the Samaritan woman like in John 4 um where it talks about just like the living water and and she she's coming to this well like I just picture her coming like day after day to this well like just trying to fill this need um of her thirst and and her um yeah there's this need that she had and Jesus meets her and is like like I am the living water um and and she's just like where do you get that living water like where can I find this living water like she wants it so badly and and Jesus meets her where she is and it's like mm-hmm. okay yeah you have five husbands and like or you've had have had five husbands and the and the one you're with now is not your husband and like she's just like needing something and like has has found that in in men or has found that in just like coming to this well or you know just trying to fill this need in yeah. some way yeah. and like she's just like no like you have misdiagnosed your need like mm-hmm. this is like I am your need and, and all these things that you're like putting your hope in, like are 
are not those things and like um yeah and and just how Jesus like met her where she was just really beautiful and and that's true of us now and that's just like so much of what I had had done was just like misdiagnosed my need and um yeah that was that was a lot of freshman year and um kind of from that like I just felt a really like heavy um just like need to end that relationship um and really just struggled with that with that and and struggled with like not wanting to do that and um but just just like remember feeling like okay god this is what god wants me to do and and i was a baby baby christian like (laughs) didn't even really know what that was supposed to look like or um how you heard from god you know but just like in crazy ways god was just like no like joy this is this is what um I want for you and, and and now looking back on it I'm like okay yeah he was stripping that idol from my life um yeah. and showing me a better idol and showing me a better God um yeah. and um how God just like honored that obedience um in that step and and it was it was really really hard like it wasn't yeah. easy um and I struggled with it a lot and and was upset a lot um but gosh like if it wouldn't have been for that I wouldn't know the Lord as deeply I wouldn't love him and cherish his word as deeply mm-hmm. um I wouldn't have half the relationships with people that I have now yeah and, um yeah God how did God just like through that whole thing a lot of me was just like withholding myself from community or withdrawing from community because of that relationship and um and just different insecurities that I had because of that relationship and, and felt like I couldn't really plug in as deeply um and that's another thing I want people to do is like that's not like that shouldn't be true of you in a relationship. Like if that's happening, like, I don't know, just a conversation needs to be had because yeah. like just so many things can be brought to light in community. And, right. yeah. um, and so once I like did allow myself to do that, like God just redeemed my view of relationships, redeemed my view of like what it meant to have brothers, like, and have guys as friends. Like they were, they're not potential mates. Like they're not like these things to, um, get things from or like get affirmation from or approval from like they yeah, are brothers and evaluate like, yeah right no. right and um like they should be treated as such like you don't see ever see in scripture like it's like their brother and sister or their husband and wife you yeah. know like there's yeah, not yeah, this yeah. like in between thing um and and just seeing too how like the beauty of that of having brothers in Christ and and I've never had brothers before I don't have brothers um I don't either so yeah if somebody has questions about that they need to go to a different podcast (laughs) yeah we don't know what that looks like but like just seeing like my guy friends that I have now that like truly are brothers Mm -hmm. and fight for me and protect me and and encourage me in a way that and that is different from from my sisters and um that just displays like God's glory and in God's design in, in a different way. And um, when I view them as potential candidates or whatever, I miss out so much mm-hmm. because because as soon as I know, oh, it won't work out, we're not going to be married, I write them off and right. move on to the next one, right. you know? And so right. I miss out on so much brotherly love mm-hmm. um, and guidance and wisdom that mm-hmm. I wouldn't know mm-hmm. if I'm so focused on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that was kind of all of freshman year um and honestly it was like a lot of those brothers that that made me see like okay this relationship isn't how it should look like yeah it should look different um yeah. and so I'm just really thankful for the Lord's kindness in that providing that um 
but yeah, I mean, I didn't stop there. I mean, sophomore year, like there's a lot of insecurity, like, and, and I think I want to like emphasize that too, of like, it's not easy. Like, like obedience is not promised to be easy. Like those things are hard. And so, yeah, when that ended, I mean, there was a lot of, it took a long time for me to like feel freedom from, from those things and for God to bring healing. Um, but yeah, just a lot of insecurity came from that because I had been putting my hope in something for so long. I didn't know how to put my hope in, into like truth and into the Lord. And, and my identity was wrapped up in that for so long. So just trying to figure out like how to, how to walk in my identity in Christ. And, um, yeah, I just desired so like much to feel affirmation from someone and I didn't really like I did know that like I had been affirmed by the Lord and and I knew all like I knew all these things that I was saying before like we were talking about before but like um I didn't feel that they were true and um if any of you know me you know that I'm like 98% feeler like from the Myers-Briggs like very literally anything (laughs) but um (laughs) But yeah, so when I like don't feel something is true, like sometimes I believe that it's not true, you yeah, know, like, yeah. um, it's like, no, that's, that's not like our, we were talking before, like, I guess a couple months ago, just about how like our feelings are not kind to us. Like no, they're, no, yeah. And they're, and they're not truth either. No, like, like our feelings don't get to dictate what the Lord says right. and they don't get to dictate what's true and what's not and if we really start to evaluate all these feelings that want us to give in to them, whether they're anger or grief or selfishness or whatever it is, usually we don't end up better off for mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. like our feelings aren't really after what's best for us. They're right. really mean and cruel to us. They're really selfish. And I've got to remember, you know, sometimes I think that I, I give in to my feelings because I believe that they'll be kinder to me than God is. Yeah. But Jesus is the only kind king. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've got, I've got to remember that. And and it's not that um, I think, you know, we may have mentioned this on an earlier episode, but it's not that my feelings are meant to be ignored, mm-hmm. but they're meant to move me closer to my father instead of further away from him. Right. Right. So, and clinging to truth. Like yeah. you know, truth is found in the word of God and, right. and, and, and that's where, for me, like, spiritual discipline comes in. It's mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, like, I don't necessarily feel like spending time with God today and, and spending time in His Word and, like, seeking truth. But but this discipline comes in of, like, okay, yeah, but I'm going to do it because it's what I do. And then through that, like, yeah. through that obedience even, like, God just honors it and yeah. and just shows you truth yeah. and, and makes you, like, God can, ma- like, He's sovereign over feelings. Like, yeah. He can make you feel those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um yeah, so that was just a big thing for me that I learned um, through that thing. And I'm still learning, too. Um, yeah. It's almost like when you have, like, the stomach bug. Um, like, you, the last thing you want to think about is eating. Yeah. But, like, eating is what's going to give you strength. Mm. Even in the midst of, like, getting sick. Right. Like, you still have to eat. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, yeah, like like sometimes we get a a soul bug (laughs) in regards to like (laughs) truth and feelings and relationships or whatever but like we've got to keep eating on the truth even if it feels like we're just throwing it right back up like we have still got to keep chewing on it and going to it for sure when you said soul bug I was just like picturing like this little like bug with some dreads like a hippie (laughs) hippie bug yeah from the 70s okay we're moving on Um, um yeah 
Um, and something that me and Kayla were talking about too is like in that, in that I was kind of viewing God as like someone who like wants to fix things and make things better, but like doesn't want to like really be like in it with me. Like, like you can kind of maybe talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Explain picture. Yeah. No, we were just talking about this the other day of just like lies that we believe about our father. And, And sometimes it's easy to believe that when, you know, when people get really sick, sometimes they're quarantined in a hospital if they have something like really, really bad going on. If you've got Ebola or Zika or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you see the pictures of like the nurses and stuff that come in with those suits. They almost look like um, the people from Monsters yeah. Inc. that come in. Is that what you're thinking yeah. of? That's what I was thinking of. Or, you know, like when they get the sock off the dude's back and mm-hmm. they use like the tongs and all this stuff and mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want to be affiliated. I don't want to yeah. get infected. No. Um, yeah. And it's really easy to believe that like when all of these like sinful feelings and, and things of the flesh come in, that that's kind of how God operates. Like he wants me to get better, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to touch me. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get infected. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be like associated or whatever, but that's not true yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, we see Jesus and his encounters with people. I, you know, at one point there's this dude that's sick mm-hmm. and blind and stuff. And Jesus literally takes his own spit and puts it in the guy's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's touching lepers. Mm-hmm. He's doing all these things. He's the author of life. He cannot be taken down by death. Mm-hmm. Like we, he proved that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so there, there's none of our ish that can like get in the way and prohibit him from being a healer and a provider and a father um and so yeah I just I I gotta remember that about my feelings that I feel like he's gonna want to be away or I'm too gross for him Mm -hmm. like that's just that's not true at all yeah 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 and so yeah for me it was this like vicious cycle of of desiring to feel that affirmation and not believing or not feeling like that could come from God and um not walking in that truth and so seeking that in other ways and seeking that um yeah in that relationship specifically and um I really just had to come to this point and I feel like I remember just like one morning like spending time with the Lord and like him just asking me like if this is really over like do you believe that I'm good Mm. um and I just really had to like pray through that and and process that and like dwell on that and it's like yeah, like I do. I believe that you're so good. Um, because you are like, you're always good and you will forever be good. Um, and so that was like a really like healing moment for me. Um, yeah. And, and then kind of transitioning into like into sophomore year, junior year, um, really junior year. Um, yeah, a lot of my, friends and close friends and roommates and things were were starting to we were kind of like the single girls like freshman year like (laughs) us against the world and um kind of starting to come out of that and a lot of my friends were starting to to date people and um I was so excited for them a lot of them were getting engaged and, and I was so excited for them um but I really had to like wrestle through a lot of that stuff too of just like gosh our relationships were changing because they especially like once engagement started happening like they had to spend time with their fiancés like yeah. and that makes sense like yeah, any relationship yeah. that you have like you have to spend time with that person to for it to be a relationship you know and um but it was hard for me so I was like I felt really left behind in a lot of ways and um and that wasn't true but I think a big lie that I was believing too was like only like a certain 
varsity all-star Christian girls are the girls that like Christian guys want to be interested in and mm-hmm. and just all this discontentment came in with with that and um it just led to a lot of comparison in my relationships with my friends um yeah. and how that led to to disunity like that that comparison wasn't just bad for me yeah. but it was bad for those relationships and for my friends and for the body as a whole too like we were talking about before like in acts when um like the early church in acts like ananias and sapphira they um they were lying to the body and and were withholding this money from from the body like as everyone else is like selling everything and giving right to to the to the body and they were withholding that money and they were lying and it's like okay that was like punishable of death like yeah. like they died and <laughs> and yeah. it's like gosh like that seems so harsh but it's like no that created that lie like that deceit created disunity in the body and unity in the body is so important for yeah. the kingdom of god to advance and and for the holy spirit to move and so um yeah just like all that discontentment and all that comparison was leading to disunity in the body and that wasn't me that led to me like not wanting to lift them up not wanting to build them up not wanting to ask them how they were doing like because they were struggling too like I'm sure and just different sin and stuff and um yeah and and that was ultimately me again just being so me focused and being so inwardly focused of um well my situation just sucks and their situation's great and it's like no like that's not true at all and and I should be focused on Christ and and not on myself and and all these other like fruits of the spirit that that come like that comes from abiding that comes from focusing on Christ like um and not focusing on ourselves and yeah. all this other sin and and lies that we believe that like, comes from that. And yeah. It's it's crazy too just thinking about this idea of the body and and kind of how that works. You know, we as believers are called to die to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's like regardless somewhere there's going to be a death. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, whatever it is. And so it's either it, it's weird because it's like every time we see someone that is choosing to protect themselves um you know not not only are they choosing not to die to themselves but they're they're being totally self-seeking we we see it in acts like you just talked about we see it with judas and the disciples and jesus every single time yeah someone ends up dead you know yeah jesus ends up dead the people in acts end up dead like either we choose to be selfish and we try to protect ourselves and we and those we love end up suffering for mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. or we choose to die to ourselves and let Jesus bring life from mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, and so there's, um, what am I trying to say? Oh, um, somebody said one time they were like, they were talking about the body and the way the body works and stuff. And they were like, cancer is cancer because it's the only type of cell in your body, the only thing in your whole body that will seek to work for its own benefit. Mm-hmm. Like everything else in your body is working on behalf of something else. Mm-hmm. And and literally, if cancer spreads, the whole system dies. Mm-hmm. And so in, in terms of, you know, our local bodies of faith and bodies of believers, we we see in ourselves when we start giving into comparison and these other things, it it we become self-seeking and yeah. it starts a cancer. Yeah. People start dying, yeah. you know, yeah. faith starts dying and, and no, we, we are following the author of life. And so we don't want to see that. We want to see life mm-hmm. springing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got to fix our eyes, not on ourselves, but on him. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say to you, like, I learned so much more about like the Lord and so much more about, um, 
marriage and relationships like through my friends Mm. like yeah I didn't go through those things like on my own but um and it took them being vulnerable and it took them being honest about like the hard things that was like okay yeah marriage isn't this idealized picture of like perfection that I have because it's hard too you know and and gosh I was just so thankful for that of my friends being honest and and how that like pointed me more towards the father too um just like the good things and I was I was allowing myself to like rejoice with them and but it took that like um yeah just that breaking of um just like being vulnerable like that's just huge you know not Mm -hmm. ever pretending like you're okay like because we're not ever (laughs) all okay you know um yeah yeah and we see again that like self-protection that desire to like not be vulnerable yeah that's what killed them in acts right right you know yeah yeah um and to just like something we were talking about earlier is I think a lot of that was coming from me believing that God was withholding something Mm -hmm. good from me Mm -hmm. um and we see that in Genesis three, like we see that lie of, of God being stingy or God being, or God withholding things from us. Like in Genesis three, like, um, the serpent comes and says like, you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. And that just planted that like seed of doubt in, in Eve's heart of like, um, yeah, God's withholding this from me. Like he doesn't want me to, he's being stingy, you know? And it's like, no, that was actually for your good, like that you wouldn't know those things, you know, like God was protecting you. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just how that lie can so quickly seep into our lives now. Um, and it makes me think of, um, Psalm 84, um, 10 and 11. And it says, um, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For mm. the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Um, and just the beginning of that, like, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the t- tents of wickedness. And just, like, that's what, like, being in the presence of God is the greatest gift. It's, mm. like that is what is good. Like, um, he doesn't withhold good. Um, he doesn't withhold himself yeah. and that's, what's good, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll move on to, no, yeah, you're killing it. Like, sorry. I feel like I'm I've just, just been talking a whole lot. It, I'm taking it in. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah, just like kind of senior year, like this last year, um, to now, um, just have seen God's faithfulness of like, yeah, these last three years of just struggling with this and struggling with believing this truth that we've been talking about, like, yeah. and still struggling with it. Like, I'm not exempt from that, you yeah. know? And well, and I mean, even, even like we, we said at the very beginning of this, the, the challenges can look different. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be singleness or marriage or whatever, but like when we're struggling with discontentment or you know, in, in whatever circumstance it is, the fight is to believe that the affections of Christ are enough. Right. Um, and, and that that's pretty constant for everyone. Right. The fight is to believe that Christ is who he says he is, that he did what he said he did, and that I am who he says I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and fighting to believe that the affections, the affirmation from Christ is enough for me. Yeah. Um, and so it's, 
I don't know. It's just cool to see that again through all of these different pictures that that fight is what's been the same. Yeah. 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 And he's, God's a redeemer and he redeems like all these things that, mm. that are hard and that are struggles. And he's redeemed my view of, of him and he's redeemed my view of others and of community and of myself. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing is like, he's so redeemed my view of myself. Um, <laughs> I, like I'm like cheering up when I think about it. I was just so like, yeah. Um, didn't believe like my identity was found in him. Um, and yeah, he's just brought me a long way since then. And yeah, um, it's just led to so much growth and, and that wouldn't have happened if it wouldn't have been for singleness, you know, like in the same way anyways. And so, yeah. And just like remembering his faithfulness is like what leads me now to like, um, confidence on how he will remain faithful, like Mm -hmm. in my life, like whether I'm single or I'm married, like that question of like, okay, if, if I'm single the rest of my life, like, is God still good? It's like, of course he is like, of course. Um, yeah. And so that just brings so much hope and so much confidence and, and just remembering, remembering is like huge because we're so quick to forget, but like, yeah, just remembering all these things. And, Mm. um, yeah, God didn't have to do that. He didn't have to prove himself. Like he's already proven himself on the cross. Like, you know, like he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to prove himself to me in my life, but he just did that out of his kindness, mm-hmm. like, and cause he loves me and, and wants to, to show me himself and yeah. all those things. And so, yeah. Um, but just something that like has been really cool that I've learned, um, in the last like year or so. And, and I got it from good old JP, John Piper, <laughs> um, the man. but in Matthew 19 verses 10 to 12, it says, um, for there are eunuchs who have been so from birth and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom, for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Um, and kind of get graphic here, but a eunuch is like a man who has been castrated. <laughs> so yeah, really painful. But um, anyway, we don't like, know. Yeah, <laughs> we assume so. actually, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it says that there are some that have been made so from birth and some who have been made eunuchs by by men and then some who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom. And so, like, however literally you want to take that term eunuch, um, there are eunuchs who have made themselves um, eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Right. Um, and so we can equate that to, like, people who have been single. Um, or even just, you know, talking about there are people that have been that way since birth. There are people that have chosen it. There yeah. are people where it seems like other people chose it for them. Right. I think a lot of people think of singleness in the same way that, you know, some people have chosen singleness and, and some people get really mad at God because they didn't choose that, but they're stuck with it right. or, or feeling that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we see that comparison come in here. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, and then you flip over in Isaiah, um, chapter 56 I'm gonna find it sorry um where it says it's talking to two different groups of people just like some comfort for two different groups that were kind of um like outcasted um and it's the foreigners so the people who who weren't Jewish um and then the eunuchs and in verse um 
4, it says, 4 and 5, it says, To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me, and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. Mm. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Um, yeah. And, like, I don't even have to say anything, you know? <laughs> like, gosh, that's just so good and such a sweet promise, like, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Mm. Like, yeah. And and I think that just goes along with what we were talking about before. Like, the end goal is worship. The end goal is, is eternity with Christ, not marriage. And I think this just, like, puts that into perspectives, too. Like, just knowing God and... and holding to and like that being our hope is yeah yeah, just so much better um yeah Yeah, one thing that we've talked about a lot um is just yeah like we we hear this all the time we um in, in our churches in our circles at weddings whatever marriage is such a cool picture of the gospel and it is Mm -hmm. but it's not the only one Mm -hmm. singleness is such a cool picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was single. We were talking about that earlier, and <laughs> just I, I don't even remember exactly what you said, but it was something like, if if marriage is the way to be holy, like, I'm missing something, because Jesus definitely wasn't, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and we, we talked about last time that it's probably good, because if he would have had kids and stuff, that would, would have gotten really complicated. Yeah. I don't know how that would all work out. But yeah. um, <laughs> um, no, like... Yeah, I, I just want to keep going back to what we said earlier that, like, um, if you're in Christ, like, you are awaiting the best wedding day, mm-hmm. um, yeah. regardless of what your relationships here look like. Right, right. And I think just, like, in light of the last passage that we read about, yeah. like, the eunuchs and stuff, it's like, yeah. it can be quick to, we can be quick to be like, okay, well, like, am I called to singleness? Like, is this me? Like, am I yeah. a eunuch for the kingdom of God? And it's like, well, are you single now? Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, well, if you're single now, like you're called to singleness because that's what you're in right now. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so walk in that, like enjoy that, use that for the glory of God, mm-hmm. um, be spent for the gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about earlier too, like if, if Christ has placed me in a season of singleness and he is with me there, but I am so focused on, on looking over and dreaming about the season of marriage and and all this stuff I miss Christ right in front of me Mm -hmm. I don't learn everything that there is to learn about him in the season and being with him I I I miss out on parts of him and I just don't want to miss him Mm -hmm. um you know the beginning of this passage that you read from Isaiah 56 it says let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say the Lord will surely separate me from his people. Mm. And, and so it's, I, I've got to remind myself, whether I'm single, whether I'm married, whether I'm dating, God is not a God of isolation. Yeah. God is not a God who separates me from his people, who separates me from himself. You know, even in um, singleness, that singleness doesn't equal isolation mm-hmm. and loneliness. Yeah. That's Those aren't the same thing. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, these are truths that we've got to remember that Mm -hmm. we've got to keep holding on to Mm -hmm. um and so yeah we can trust that if we are single if we are married and god has placed us there which if that's where we are then that's where god has placed us Mm -hmm. (laughs) um 
we can trust that that is the best place for us to be right now to know the Father and make Him known. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is no better place than where God has put me right now mm-hmm. um, because He He chose for me to be here. If something else would have been better for me, He would have put me there, but right. that's not what He did. And so if I'm single right now, then I will know God better because of being single right now mm-hmm. than I would if I was dating someone, if I was married, whatever. Yeah. And that's just even more evidence of his grace, mm-hmm. you know, like praise mm-hmm. God for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one one thing um, just that we kind of talked about this earlier, but I just want to like emphasize it real quick. Um, you know, you talked about your relationship freshman year. Um and, and how it, like, wasn't necessarily, like, a godly relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I've heard, like, a lot of people say that. Um, I said it about relationships that I've had. And, and yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, we want to be pursuing. We want to be equally yoked. We want to be pursuing godly relationships with people that spur us on to run hard after Christ. Mm-hmm. But something that we can't state enough is that it wasn't misplaced hope because it wasn't a godly relationship. Mm -hmm. It was misplaced hope because it wasn't hope in God and God alone. Mm -hmm. Um, A a godlier you, a godlier guy, like that is not what would have been the solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. You can hope all you want to in any type of person or whatever, but as long as your hope isn't in Jesus, it's not going to be fulfilling. It's not going to make it. Um and so I, I just think about, you know, even with the disciples and stuff like that, like like Judas was around Jesus for three years. Mm-hmm. He was around this great community, this godly community, gospel-centered community for three years and still chose, you know, betrayal. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily your relationship is not going to succeed or fail because of the godliness and gospel centeredness of the people around you, your relationship is going to succeed or fail by what you're pursuing. Yeah. Um, and we see that comparing Judas's life to the lives of the other disciples. Like they were pursuing Christ and Judas was pursuing his own interests in himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, the, the problem with these relationships isn't that the people weren't good enough or whatever. You're never going to find someone like that. We're all broken sinners in need of grace that are day by day being sanctified and transformed yeah. into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. The The hope is that the affections of Christ are enough, and that's what my eyes have to be on, not yeah. anyone else or anything else. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Any last thoughts? <laughs> I don't think so. We... Um... Yeah, just every time I talk with Kayla, I'm, like, talking for two hours, and I look down, and I'm like, oh, it feels like it's been 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Yeah, it's always just... But it's so good. Yeah, um, no, so, so life-giving. Yeah. Um, man, sweet. Well, Julia, thanks so much for just being here and sharing yeah. your story, and... Thanks for having me. Yeah, just sharing, again, that the enemy is so crafty to, to make up lies in, in every part of this, but they're is a sure and steady truth that the Father is not going to let us drift from. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been so evident in your story and um, just excited to hear like what the Lord is going to do with that. So as always, for those of you that are listening, if um, the Lord uses this episode to speak to you or um, teach you something or the Spirit moves, we, we want to know about it. We want to know what the Spirit's doing. Um, and so just 
yeah, if that's you, let us know. Send us an email. You can shoot us a direct message on Instagram. Um, our email is comefurtherup at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms about anything, um, you can send us an email there too. But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, you can tune in sometime in the next week. We'll be posting an episode about Hebrews 5, and we're super excited about diving into that. But yeah, we'll see you next time.